Hey, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite guys, Marty and Clay, again in the Songtown Zoom room. And today we want to talk about what is what makes people give a crap about your songs. Um, so we're going to go through a, a bunch of different aspects of that. Um, you know, I, I would start by saying it, it's really important if you're trying to pitch your songs commercially that you consider who you have to get past to get to the artist. And then that you consider who is beyond the artist. So, you know, the, the A&R people are looking for a song that's going to make them look good to the artist. The artist is looking for a song that their audience is going to relate to. And, and there's, so there's different motivations that would cause each person in the chain to pass along a song or to cut your song. And it's really important to think about those things. Um, but I think, you know, the place I would start and then Clay, you can follow up on this is that if you want people to give a crap about your songs, you have to write about things that large numbers of people care about, you know? So if I'm writing about, um, building my own go-kart, you know, there's just not that many people that do that. Or if I'm writing about barbecue, maybe, you know, barbecue contest, even, you know, people that compete in that world, that's just such a niche um, little area of life that there's not that many people that care about it. But if I'm writing about life in general, if I'm writing about love, if I'm writing about broader themes of, you know, loss, you know, those kinds of things, I'm much more likely to be in the ballpark of, of songs that people are going to give a crap about. Clay, what do you think? Yeah, I personally love this subject because um, for me, I there's nothing worse than someone playing you a song that they are all emotional about and it doesn't make you feel anything um, you know, we've seen it at some of our workshops. Someone will get up and play a song and they're in tears when they're singing it, but the audience doesn't feel it. And so there's a you know, there's so many elements that go into that. And what you're saying, you know, if it's something that no one can relate to, then that's one thing. But I think the other side we have to look at is how well was it written in, to begin with, you know, and if... I always say that you've got to start with a true statement, a true premise, because whether people like what you do or not, if it's truth, they can't ignore it. it truth will affect somebody. I mean, you can look at the nightly news and some tragedy is hit and they're interviewing someone and their emotion is so real that you feel it and you start tearing up for them. And I think that's, you have to start with the premise that what you're saying is true. And I think if you can start with that and then learn to build a great song on that and to write about things that people care about, at that point, you're going to have something that can affect a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, um, early in my career, I had a song that I wrote called um, She Stopped Living the Day He Died about my grandmother. And my grandfather died kind of early and she was miserable for the next 25 years. 
And so I wrote this song and I played it for my family and they cried and, you know, everybody loved it because that knew them. Mm-hmm. And I played it for my publisher and he said, that's the most miserable crap I've ever heard in my life. Nobody wants to hear about that. And I was just crushed, you know, because it was such a personal story to me. But he, what he said to me was, go find the universal truth. And this is back to your point. Find the universal truth in that idea and then brainstorm some ideas that more people can relate to. And so I took that song and I thought, okay, what's the universal truth? The universal truth of this is sometimes when we lose somebody, it feels like we died. And I started brainstorming, okay, instead of a specific story about my grandmother, my grandfather, where I named them and where they worked and all these things, how can I make that something that people give a crap about? And so I came up with the idea for a song called While You Loved Me. That was my first top 10 song on Rascal Flats. And it's the same universal truth. And the idea is um, I died the night you left me, but I lived while you loved me. Mm-hmm. Same storyline and, and same universal thought, but I did it in such a way that anyone who has, lo- has lost someone could relate to the song. But you wrote it from a more positive viewpoint. It, right. the focus the focus was not i stopped living and i'm i'm just miserable the focus was wow i was so lucky to have loved you you're not with me anymore but while you were here i really lived and to me that gives me goosebumps where the first idea makes me go oh oh this is hard <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and and i've heard people um write songs about just traumatic experiences that were so personal that when they played it for a crowd, the crowd just cringed, you know, because it was yeah. it was literally presented in a way that was difficult for people to hear. And that's why sometimes I when people go, oh, your songs have to have prosody. And, and I'm going, OK, there are some subjects that are so hard to talk about that if you present the music in a more positive way, then it's more palatable to people, you know? And there was, I'm trying to remember, there was a song, Pumped Up uh, Kicks, which was really a song about teenage suicide, but it had a kind of happy music to it, and it mm-hmm. became a big hit, and people, people could feel the message Whereas if it had been a depressing dirge when it came to the melody and they're singing about suicide, no one would have ever listened to that song. It, right. it you know, so I think songs are all about a balance and presenting them in a way that pull people in rather than pushing them away. And, and you, you know, my song, Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven is about dying. Mm-hmm. But we, we presented it in a fun way, in a lighthearted way. Of like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go right now. And so it's a heavy topic, but it it's done in a kind of a playful, fun, musical way. And it has and, contrast. You know, I love done. that because every so much about writing, especially lyrically, has to do with opposites and contrast. You know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but hey, we don't want to go now. So, you know, my song, Beautiful Mess, was, um, oh, I'm in... I can't think straight. I'm I'm doing a lousy work at my job and all this horrible stuff. 
but hey, I really like it because you're the one keeping me up at night. It's beautiful. It's right. a beautiful mess. So I think that kind of opposite thing. So whole, we could do a whole show on that. But yeah. I think that's part of what pulls people in and makes them like it is the, the contrast. Exactly. And th those are prosody killers that, you know, the, the music yes. and the, the lyric doesn't necessarily match and they don't, it doesn't have to. Um, back to something you said a while ago, you know, I, I think anytime you can find that universal truth and you can present the positive side of it, that's going to increase your chances of people caring as well. Because uh, Billy Carrington told me one time he had a song called Walk a Little Straighter, Daddy that was about his dad being an alcoholic. And he said, I had to quit playing that song because when I play it at concerts, people get up and leave. Like people will go get a beer, they'll go to the bathroom because they don't want to hear that. And he said, he, I finally realized that people come to my concert to get away from their alcoholic daddy, not to hear me whine about mine. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. We can, we can write about sad, depressing things. And sometimes that's okay, but that's not why people go to concerts. People don't go to concerts to feel bad. Right. You know, people go to concerts to feel good. So if I can present the positive side of my universal truth, it, it increases my chances a lot. And another thing that when we're talking about the song I wrote about my grandmother, you know, I heard a song one time at a show and the writer said, you know, this is about my mother being with her when she passed away. And it, it was like so graphic about like, you know, cancer took your soul away and it, just all these things. And my mom died of cancer. And I'm like, this is miserable. You know, I mean, I didn't come here tonight thinking that I was going to be reminded of the difficult way that my mom passed away, you know? And, and so I think to get people to give a crap about your song, you, you, you can't always um, be so graphic and specific about your particular story because you know, it's hard for people to relate. It was hard for people to relate to the story about my grandmother because it was so specific about her. And so, you know, we have to watch that we're not being, we're not forcing someone to sit and watch our uh, vacation video for three hours, you know. Or making somebody listen to your diary. Right. And, yeah. You know, a song about cancer, you know, I'm thinking Rascal Flat had one. Um, but they were all, you know, I'm trying to think there's been several, but they were all about how the person who had cancer was was just this vibrant force that did not let cancer take over, whether it was their last days or maybe they beat cancer. But it, it was always presented in a positive, inspiring way, you know, right. and, and I think that's. You know, somebody told me that if you want to know how to live, you know, watch someone who's dying from cancer and that will mm -hmm. teach you how to live. Anne Lamott said that in her book, Bird by Bird. And I believe that. And I think songs about difficult situations need to inspire us and they need to teach us how to live and teach us how to get through those situations when we have family members or if we, God forbid, have cancer it would inspire us to, to know how to be a better person in those situations. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean we should not write songs about our own personal struggles and battles in life, 
but we also have to understand that maybe other people are not going to care about that. Right. You know, those songs maybe are for our own therapy and they're not necessarily songs that are going to be successful in the market or that we should even play at a writer's night. I don't, I don't want to go to a writer's night and play songs that make people hurt or, you know, make them go back to their parents' death and, and all those kinds of things. That's not what I want to do when I play a show. So I think it's just important to think about those things that, you know, how do people want to feel when they come to your show or when they go to a show where your song might be performed, how do they want to feel and how can you write a song that honors that, you know, cause. And you're not saying you can't make someone cry at your show. It's just the way you're doing it. Are you inspiring them? Are you just leaving them to feel like they're going home miserable? <laughs> Yeah. Are you depressing them or are you right. inspiring them? You know, and, and um, it's another example. I was at a show one time and this girl said, I've got this song about my mother who's passed on and it had a lot of beautiful images, but they were inside jokes between her and her mother. Right. So like there was a line, something like butterflies on a picnic blanket. And she listed all these memories but I had no idea what that meant, you know? So she's singing the song and everybody in the audience is kind of going, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're saying really. You know, if, if her mom had been there, her mom would have been crying, I'm sure, because these are beautiful memories. Right. But you have to be sure if you want people to care about your song, that you're writing about things that they understand and that they care about as well. You know, That's David Bowie said one time that he was fortunate to write some with John Lennon and they had a big hit together called Fame. But he said that John Lennon had this ability to take the most abstract idea and make it universal. And I think that's what makes brilliant songwriting is when you can take personal things but write them in a way that they're universal where everyone can understand it and everyone can feel something from it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since that, that first instance where my publisher gave me that assignment, I've done that on many occasions. I've, I've thought, okay, I went through a difficult divorce and I, and I've written some songs that will never see the light of day about it because I was angry or whatever I was feeling. But then I sat down and go, I would go, okay, what's the universal emotion behind this that people can relate to the, who have not been in my exact situation. And I've gotten a lot of songs out of those because I, I go, Oh, I can take that universal emotion, flip it around another way. And, you know, I might have a better chance with that. So, you know, you can always write your song that, that gets your pain out and then dig into what that universal emotion is and, and then try to connect the dots between that and millions of people out there like, okay. And, and one of the questions I ask myself is in what circumstances have people felt this, mm -hmm. you know? And so the story about my grandmother, I go, well, people sometimes feel that even when the person hasn't died, maybe if they just leave them, if it's a lover and they leave you, you may feel like they've died because they're not in your life anymore. And that's a much more palatable story to be sung at a concert. And therefore Rascal Flatts cut it. And it was a top 10 hit because and people somebody like, can read into it. If they've lost someone, um, 
you know, not just in relationship, they maybe they lost a parent. And so they can read that into the song if they want to, but you're not spelling that out for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think if you want people to give a crap about your songs, they can't be so personal to you that people can't relate. Um, you're going to have a better chance if they're a positive side of something as opposed to the negative side. Um, and you have to really dig into what are people out there feeling right now? You know, that's something that going on with the stuff we've been through in the world the last couple of years, what are people feeling right now? How could I address that in my song? How could I take this story of what I've been through and turn it into something that's a story of what Clay's been through and what, you know, millions of other people out there have been through. And that's the secret to successful songwriting in the commercial sense you know and it might be to give them a break from what they've been going through you know write a song like fancy like where it just makes people feel good you know and it gets them away from all the the hard year that they've had during covid and they just they want to have a good time yeah and they get to watch walker hayes and his family doing a crazy dance to that song you know but it you know it i think that's another thing that people miss a lot of times is like we're in the entertainment business you know and and sometimes we can get too uh up on our high horse about you know i'm creating art and art has to be true and yeah the feelings behind the art need to be true and honest but if I'm creating things I want other people to appreciate, I have to make a connection with those other people. And, you know, so we just have to continually keep that in mind of like, you know, how has Clay felt this thing I'm feeling? How have some of my other friends felt this thing? Oh, maybe there's a different circumstance. that's more positive than my story about my family member dying, you know, and, and um, then I can still take those things and they're coming from a place of truth, but they're written in a way that is more um, palatable to a broader audience, is more interesting to a broader audience and all that kind of thing. Joni Mitchell said one time that if somebody sits down to write a song about this heartbreaking experience they went through while it's going on, she said it will just be a whiny, sad song. But she goes, give them a year or two and write about the same subject and now you have perspective. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your song that you were talking about, um, While You Loved Me, you could sit down when that person left you and go, oh, I'm so sad, how am I gonna make it without you? And okay, that's a sad, whiny song, but you, give it a few months, give it a year, and you look back, you know what? I really, I lived, you know, while you loved me. That has perspective and that inspires people. So I think a lot of times take your personal story, but, you know, give it some time and distance and and try to approach it from what have I learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are... Um... You can go through a, a divorce after 23 years of being married and say, well, I wasted 23 years of my life. Or you can go through a divorce after 23 years of marriage and say, we did some great things together. Yeah. You know, we, we had some, we have some great children. We, 
you know, had some great experiences. So, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff is just, like you said, gaining perspective on things that we tend to want to write when we're feeling something passionately. And it, and the tendency then is to, to write the negative side of it or the painful side of it, because that's what we're feeling. But if we can back up just a little bit and, and gain that perspective you're talking about, it can result in some really great and cool songs and that, that lots of people relate to. I mean, I have a song called Fall, and I can't tell you how many times after shows people have come up and said, wow, when that song was on the radio, it got me through the hardest time. You know, I was taking care of an invalid parent or I, you know, they had so many different stories and they said that song got me through a difficult time. And I thought back on it and I was like, you know, if I had just wrote the negative side of that, it would have never inspired anyone. So our songs are are meant, I think the higher purpose of songwriting is to take difficult situations and not just complain about them or say, look how miserable I am, but to take them and show other people that they can get through these tough situations, that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And I think if you use pain in that way, um, to show people, hey, I know what you're going through, but you can get through this, then I think you you have a chance to change lives that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had people come up to me, and I think this is one of the highest compliments you can get as a songwriter, is people come up sometimes and go, you know where I've been. <laughs> I know you know, because, you know, you wrote that song in a way that you understand what people feel like that have been through that thing. And, and you know, when you, when you, if you play songs out, if you're a performing songwriter, you, it, it's really helpful a lot of times because you can get, uh, if you're paying attention to the reaction of the audience, you see where you're connecting and where you're not, you know? So sometimes I'll play a new song and I'll think, oh, this is awesome. They're going to love it. And they're getting up going to get a beer and they're, you know, just talking at their table. And then other times I play something and everybody puts down what they're doing and they're just, focused on what I'm saying and I go, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm connecting right here. And, and that's really our goal. I mean, that's the key to having people give a crap is to connect with them, you know? And so I have to, every time I sit down to write, I'm trying to think who's going to relate to this idea. How can I connect to them? How can I let them know? I understand what they're going through in this scenario, whether it's positive or negative. And that's like you said, higher calling. Well, I go, you know, that's one of our higher callings. And, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I feel a responsibility to make the world a better place with my music. And so I still deal with topics like dying and, and that kind of stuff, because that's reality, but I want to do it in a way that, like you said, inspires people, encourages people, maybe even makes people laugh. I think everybody wants to go to heaven, made people laugh about dying it in, in part of it, you know, and so um, if you keep all those things in mind, I think you're going to have a lot better shot at having people give a crap about your songs. Yeah. Any final thoughts for us, Clay? Well, in closing, Marty, I'd like <laughs> to talk about Songtown. Now, um, I would like to say that, you know, Songtown, we've been doing this for at least eight years now, and it's been really the most amazing experience to see our members become like a big family they're supporting each other 
we've writers that have had um, a, just this past week a number one song by a Songtown member. We've had writers sign record deals, major publishing deals, major artist cuts. Um, and I mean, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And it's just wonderful that not only do we as writers get to inspire people with our songs, but it's been neat to see how we've been able to inspire a lot of people to, to learn the craft and to be better at their craft. Yeah. And uh, one final thought I want to throw out bef- before we go is, you know, we had a, a member one time play me a song and I could tell that it was supposed to be a very emotional song about looking back at uh, missed opportunities in your life. Mm-hmm. And, but when I, when I listened to it, I kind of felt as opposed to it being honest, I felt like it was almost someone trying to make me cry as opposed to someone telling a truth that makes me cry, if that makes sense. And I said to the person, did you cry when you wrote this song? And she said, no, I started to tear up. And so I kind of backed off on the emotion and I said, Oh, I felt that when I listened to your song. So I encouraged her to go rewrite it until she could not make it through the song without blowing snot bubbles out of, out of her nose. (laughs) And so she called me back and said, I did it. She played it for me. And this time I legitimately cried because I felt it, you know, I felt the emotion she was wanting me to feel and not in a manipulative way, just in an honest human connection kind of way. And so she played that song at a show the following week or so. And she called me and she said, I have never had an audience connect with me like I did tonight. And I understand now what I've been missing. Yeah. And she said, I have been trying to make people feel something instead of sharing what I feel and hoping that people feel it too. And, and so I, I think one thing you have to make sure when you're writing is that it's something you give a crap about, you know, because if it's not, nobody's going to, you know, if it's just manufactured and it's maybe manipulative or trying to get people, you know, to cry by just being as sad as you can be, it's probably not going to work. But if, if they detect that it's honest and they're connecting with you based on that honesty and that truth, uh, then they're going to care. And you write it well. And you write it well. Absolutely. That's always the answer. In Songtown, we're always saying the answer. If, you, if you're not getting the results you want with your music, write a better song. And that's, that's the answer every time for you and me and for everybody else. All right. Hope you've enjoyed this, everybody. If you want to reach out to us, you can uh, hit us up, marty at songtown.com or clay at songtown.com. And we'll have lots of information on different things in the show notes. But thanks for joining us. Cheers. All right. We always try to leave you with a song. Uh, this one's written by Christopher Jones, a Songtown member. And he wrote it for um, our Sync Writers Edge Group. And our Edge Groups are groups that meet once a month with a publisher. Uh, and they actually get their songs pitched if they're great. Um, but they learn from these publishers how the music business works and um, how to operate it in the genre that they want to operate in. So this is a, a song that was written in the style of like a Grey's Anatomy kind of pitch. And it's called That's Enough by Christopher Jones. I got you, my precious love I got you, that's enough I got you, 
my special day. I got you in every way. I got you. Thanks for being with us. We hope you'll check out songtown.com. There's links in the show notes to some other things you might be interested in. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.